Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, hey there. How's it going? Nice to have you. Welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. What's up? Wow. (laughs) You all right, Doug? COVID. You ready for it? Hey. It's not a joke about that. (laughs) Thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. We, We do appreciate you. And I think... You know, you clicked on this podcast because you saw the guest, and that's exciting, right? Um, but first things first, we need to pay some respects to the veterans of this beautiful country. Absolutely. And the veteran shout-out this week is brought to you by Musket Powder. And Musket Powder is a seasoning, and it's quite delicious. You can put a little on your beer. I got the uh, the, the red label here. Go for it. Um, if you go back a few episodes, I got some of this in my eye on accident. Yep. And... Uh, don't do that. The musket powder was flowing that night. It's uh, It's got a little kick to it when you put it in your <laughs> eye. Uh, but, no, it actually is really good. I've been playing around with this. It's great on venison. I did burgers with it, mixed uh, the black label in mm. with it. Mm. And then before I put it on the grill, I heavy, heavily seasoned the outside and then grilled it with it, the, the spicy, <laughs> the red label on it. It was awesome. Um, but he said, hey, I'd like to sponsor um, a veteran shout-out and give a seasoning pack to – one of the veterans on the shout out segment. So very nice of him. Very cool. Great product. That was very nice of him. It's delicious. Um, and Doug's going to take away the veteran shout out this right. week. You boys ready? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Don't Steve, fuck you, up. Steve, you can't butcher a name. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> this was submitted by Roy Squires, and the veteran is Zach Squires. He's in the U.S. Army, and it says, Even while Zach was in the Army, his desire for bow hunting never let up. He still found time and areas to hunt every chance he had. He's a great dad and husband, and has passion for teaching his son, Trevor, all about bow hunting. I'm very proud, and I love him. From Zach's dad. That's awesome. nice of you. That Zach's is nice dad. of him. And thank you, Zach, for your nice service, man. We thank do you, Zach. appreciate both thank of you for you, sending Zach. that in, and uh, hopefully you like this seasoning and can put it on all your tasty treats. And uh, you sprinkle a little bit on your beer. I'm going to do that right now, actually. In honor Are you of, doing it right now? Yeah, just you know, in honor little, of- For uh, Zach? Yeah, for Zach. A, and, little, uh, a, little, a little pinch? Yeah, I'm probably going to get some in my eye. 
don't do that again, oh, shit. please. I dumped a lot in, but that's okay. Yeah, you got to be easy with that when yeah. you're dumping it in there. You've done that twice. Now. <laughs> yeah, I'm really pour it in there. Hey. That's all you got in your eye last time, you <laughs> dummy. He's up, all right. <laughs> Take it easy. Hey, 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 I'm new. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm new. <laughs> if you'd like to submit a veteran for the veteran shout out, uh, workingclassbowhunter.com. Hit the contact tab at the top, and there's a form down there, and just fill it out and. Well, we definitely try to get to every person um, that we can on every episode. It might be a few, but we'll try to get to them. So thanks, guys, for submitting that. Um, the podcast is brought to you by HHA Sports, and uh, super thankful for that partnership. Uh, they've been great to us. They make a great product. In my opinion, the best in the biz when it comes to archery sites um, and single pen sites. So we're very thankful that they support us with all the crazy stuff we do. <laughs> and uh, they gave a code out. For our listeners at WCB15, if you'd like to get into a single pin site of your own with a lifetime warranty or a dropaway rest with a lifetime warranty, that supports our veterans. Very cool. I guarantee, like, I've tried to break this thing. Like, I'm not I'm not easy on shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of us are. No. And I, I just, it's never broke on me. I watched me my neither. dad fall on his in Colorado when we were elk hunting. And I was like, <laughs> it was one of those things like, oh, fuck. Oh, we're like, you better recite that in. Yeah, I'm like, we got to go back to camp and check this. And it was good, man. Bulletproof. I'm like, I don't know crazy. how. Because he fell on it. Your you dad know, just falls on you. are like, well, I guess I'm up. <laughs> I was like, I'm shooting first, Pops. <laughs> you know, so. Have you ever like pulled it up the, pulled up the tree scene and just like, clink, 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 clink. Like, off every step. You're like, God damn it. Yeah. Oops. Is there a magnet on this thing? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is also brought to you by Scent Crusher. Um Check out the Rapid Mobile Shower. Um, there's Working Class Bowhunter Edition. It has our logo embroidered on it. Pretty damn cool. Pretty honored super to have. Cool. Pretty honored to have that opportunity through um, a respected brand like Scent Crusher. They have the closets, the bags, everything you need for true scent elimination um, with ozone technology. See, uh, you add technology. technology to words, and it makes yeah, it sound like super good. like high level. And why not help yourself out? You know, right. kill that yeah. scent, and you can use it all year long, not just for hunting. That's true. Like we have the room cleaning here, the Halo series, and we will be running that unit after every podcast because just a bunch of sweaty dad bods in here. I like so. how the new room clean goes to one twenty now. Really yeah. runs it. Runner. Oh, it, it does. And it's yeah, sleek see? looking. Yeah, you hold that button on there and crank it up, and it's quiet. It's quieter than the other other version. Um, podcast also brought to you by Loophold. Um, very thankful to have a highly respected, high end brand like Loophold to support all of our. Wage brands, really, what we do. Um, they believe in us for some reason, but you know, hardcore bow hunters, we're using the shit out of those binos and range finders um, from the 3D range to practicing in the yard to out of a tree stand to our ventures out west. So, all the time, very thankful for Loophold and their performance eyewear. I love, dude. Those things are badass. I just got these bad boys, and <laughs> trust me, they're nice. Are you rocking those now? I was rocking. That's I'm, a good I'm, pair. I'm I'm I w- I've worn some shitty sunglasses in my day. Yeah. And these fuckers are really yeah. nice. You can tell when you put on a nice pair of sunglasses. Oh, yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. going to use that quote from Eric. I've worn some shitty pairs of sunglasses in my day, and these are really nice. They're, these fuckers are nice. <laughs> I wore, I had a legit pair of Ray-Bans one time, and they got smashed. And then I had a um, off-brand uh, fake pair of Ray-Bans from Mexico, and I stepped on them. Um, but oh, I make Roy, sure Roy bands, huh? Roy bands. But I make sure not to do that with my loophole shades because <laughs> right. I really actually like them. Yeah. <laughs> actually, use the case, and I feel cool when it says loophole on the side. I'm like, yeah. See, I'm a hunter, but I'm yeah, like, hey, where'd you get those? Like, you don't know. Yeah, <laughs> if you gotta ask, you, you don't <laughs> you even don't need know. to know. Um, God, they love that plug, right? Uh, podcast is also brought to you by uh, Thermoseat. Um, 
Yeah, everybody seat. knows thermos seat. I feel like and that's a terrible plug. You already know thermos seat. We don't need to talk about it. Uh, tree stand seats, hang on seats. I feel like if you're new to the hunting game, you've heard of thermos seat. Yeah, it's like a classic brand. I feel. Oh yeah. Um, and also brought to you by Victory Archery. Um, I feel one of the leaders in arrows. Um, Absolutely. Rip TKOs are my arrows of choice. Doug, you're same shooting, here. Um, and then you're shooting extortions, extortions right? Extortions. Oh, you're going extortions. Year, yeah. huh? Yep. It's gonna be a tough arrow. Hey, you're gonna. I know it. Hopefully, knock down a antelope. Antelope. I hope so, man. It's gonna hit him hard. And a buck. Been a while, huh? Yeah. An antelope and a buck. Hey, I'm going for two. This is the it's year. It's your year, man. I know it. Um, Gator Outdoors. Uh, lifestyle brand outfitting the working class. That's right. Um, and they also GatorOutdoors.com. You can buy all your favorite brands through Gator. Um, great people there. Uh, we have some podcasts coming down the rope with some Gator boys here. I saw some Wade, pipe, man. I saw Wade throwing some shade at Eric today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. Eric accidentally <laughs> sent him a Wisconsin <laughs> working class boner hat, and he lives in Iowa. I said we should fire him. Hey, you know what? The funny thing is he's wearing yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. He's wearing it. He's rocking it. Hey, he likes it. Wisconsin. Hey, who, who doesn't like cheese curds? Hey, a little that's sneak right. peek to the podcast. Wisconsin's the PA of the Midwest. Ooh, a little sneak peek. Oh, dipping your toes. Now, uh, also, lead archery. We are all shooting the cure. Got to love it. Big time. Hope we got your fall plots in. Or if you're running mineral, if it's legal in your area, supplemental some feed. out tomorrow. Code WCB2020 saves you 20% on everything at Big Time. Um, Hunter's Blend Coffee. Old Barn Taxidermy. Got some. I got a, I got a teddy bear coming from Old Barn here soon. I'm jacked. <laughs> Probably a year I'll have it. but um, Well, a year from when I shot it. a pile of critters there, man. Feels good. See, I just like to go there and hang out and not take anything there. So I that's, even, that's what I, I do. Yeah, I haven't even hey. been there. I haven't took a single <laughs> thing there. It's your year, Eric. That's my year. This what is about my me? Year. What about me? <laughs> it's not your year, dog. Uh, it might be your year. You might be in. I don't know. You're good, man. <laughs> Thank you to all our great partners. Thank you for everyone for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's about time we had this um, top-level guest on, on the show. That's right. Um, he's somebody that we wanted to chat with for a long time. And finally made it happen, so it's pretty cool, and hopefully there's more to come with uh, old Kip. So enjoy it. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Hey, this is Jules McQueen, and you are listening to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. It's really, really not that good. Good, 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 Okay, we have Kip Campbell from Red Arrow on the podcast, and I feel like this has been a long time coming, but thank you for joining the podcast, sir. Absolutely, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. So you probably don't know anything about us, but we have mutual friends in the industry, and uh, it seems like you're like the one challenge to get on the podcast. You're like the one person we haven't had on, so it's finally happening, so thank you. (laughs) No, No worries, man. I hide a lot, so... 
Hey, I don't blame you, especially in 2020. Shit's getting real weird. So right. it is, man, definitely. So, man, Red Arrow is a fun show. Like you have a great personality in there. And how did you come up with the idea to start the show? Like, where did like the whole roots of it start? So, uh, I guess I got the thought back in high school. I just had the thought, but it was more kind of, uh, wouldn't it be cool to have a, a TV show um, based on just watching like Monster Bucks videos and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, then I got to college and realized that I hadn't really thought college through much further than playing lacrosse and chasing girls. So, um, <laughs> right, right. Not the worst plan. Well, well mapped out plan. Um, so I, I kind of had this moment. I, I realized that. Um, one of my professors, I, I don't really want to label him too too bad, but he seemed like a lefty. <laughs> and, um, right, okay, so, we're following you. Yeah, like, um, you know. So he, he, he seemed like one of these lefties. I don't, I don't want to, like, call him, go ahead, like, teetotal, call him a Marxist, but he seemed like one of the guys that would sit at a French cafe and talk crap about America. So right. we didn't get along right off the bat. <laughs> and uh, he criticized me for saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and different things like that. And in, in no lieu of beating the crap out of my professor, I decided to switch majors. And um, and I landed in communications just because it was the major that people seemed to go to when they weren't really sure what they wanted to do. <laughs> at least at our school. At, at least at our school, unless you were going to be like a you know straight up. I was a broadcast journalism major, but yeah, I had no intention of being an anchor man or anything so uh <laughs> right so i thought i thought to myself long story short i was sitting in class and i was like all right how do i hunt and not come to class and still not flunk out and so <laughs> i started uh i started checking out the cameras for the weekend he said i was working on school projects and i was filming hunting videos and anyway i put them together and and, and convinced my professors a couple of them in a couple of my major courses i said look when it had to do with editing or broadcast journalism i said um i'm not going to come to class anymore uh but but only when i have to to like take a test or an exam or whatever <laughs> i'm going to go out and make these hunting videos so i don't know if it went exactly like that but i basically got to miss a lot of class and uh made the pilot um for red arrow while i was in school no well, kidding well, good deal that is yeah. awesome so how long ago was that i mean i'm not trying to put an age on you here but There's, like i just want to no, <laughs> Uh, I don't care, man. Um, it's uh, it's been. If I didn't take that year off for health reasons, Lyme disease, and all that stuff that I was dealing with, if I hadn't taken that year off, we'd be in season thirteen. No Jeez, kidding, man! Freaking awesome. awesome! Congratulations. Season, season twelve. I think we're just gonna do our season like a hotel elevator and just not have thirteen. We're gonna move straight to fourteen. <laughs> that would actually be really fun. That'd 13, be hilarious. Yeah, because thirteen actually fell during the coronavirus and you know Black Lives Matter burning the country down and all this crazy crap that's going on right now. Yeah. And uh you know oh I'm sorry I didn't mean to leave Antifa out. I meant to say that too. Yeah. I want to give credit where credit's due, man. Yeah. Like we have a big it. listener base of Antifa, so thank you for you <laughs> know you hitting really? that. Yeah, yeah. They're uh yeah, they're little, telling them to kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah, they're our harsher crowd of listeners, but um, fuck them. <laughs> We're yeah. big, big fans of theirs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, big fans of theirs. Yeah, but so that's crazy, man. So that's that's a long haul. So it's. I didn't, only, mean, I didn't mean to sound harsh by saying kiss my ass, and, and I, what I, what I meant to say was I have 
I have a Bible sitting here, and I got an AR-15. I can tell you about Jesus, so I can send you to meet him. So those are the two. <laughs> that, I that was convert or die, basically. So. <laughs> well, so, saying "kiss my ass" would probably be one of the lighter things we say. We uh, yeah, literally yeah. say whatever we want on the show. So uh, you're, you're clear. You look. You're a saint compared to us. Um, so is it always been? Has Red Arrow always been the name in mind that you had from the beginning until now? I mean, obviously, no, until now. Dude, I had some corny stuff back in college. I, I think, I think when anybody or not anybody in my experience, when I first started, I tried to sound and act like I thought the hunting TV show host guy should sound and act. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody you know goes I mean? through I was, that. I was, I was copying, you know, copying what, and I love him. He's one of, one of the, the heroes of the industry because he made it possible for guys like us to get on TV and get paid to hunt deer. But like Jackie Bushman, you know, yeah. that old style of, Hey folks, I'm here today in Montana, and I'm sitting in my tree stand, you know. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I did that for a while, and I ha- we had a couple different names, and it turned it out. Turned out, you know, we were just dumb college kids. We didn't look into getting a, you know, a federal trademark and uh, anything like that. So we didn't do our research and came out of college and went, oh yeah, those are already taken. <laughs> so we ended up having. Uh, we had just got done shooting a bunch of deer at my buddy's house, and. There's a couple of bloody arrows in the corner of his shop. We're actually sitting there watching Monster Bucks, and <clears throat> that's when I came up with the name for it. That's awesome, so, man. Yeah. That's cool to hear. Like, we talk about that a lot on the show, like the platform of what the industry, like, standard was and how it's changing, you know, from being that boxed in style to kind of like what you and Bone Collector right. and, and different guys are doing. I think a lot podcasts are changing a lot of it, too, because it's just, you know, it's hard to be a boxed in for like a long conversation, you know? Yeah, so. no, absolutely, man, absolutely, and and the, everything's changing how people receive their uh, entertainment and everything. That's why we we switched channels, you know, this year mm-hmm. because of that. Uh, just to have the freedom to kind of branch out, and um, we're gonna we're playing with uh, collecting a few podcasts right now um, to mess around with that a little bit. But um, very cool. Yeah, just you know, just just being able to send it out to to the masses and get the information out there and break the mold on format where you don't have to have exactly, you know, 22 minutes of content or whatever it is, but yeah, you can just let it ride. Yeah. And you can get, you can get by with making content off of your opinion, which I think a lot of people, you know, like to hear an uncut on, on out from underneath of maybe, you know, corporate sponsorship type stuff. Cause yeah, the hunting industry, let's be honest, you, you got to be careful when you're, when you're juggling a handful of sponsors. Um, I just made it, I just made, you know, early on i kind of set the tone and said hey we're gonna be this way and sponsors kind (laughs) of the wrong ones fell by the wayside because (laughs) you can't say that and i'm like yeah well that's what i'm gonna say dude i was i was i said what i said yeah Yeah. i was cocky even when we were poor back in the day when i actually needed that whatever you know that little little check ten thousand dollar sponsorship or whatever it was yeah I needed it, and they were like, "Oh, you're not going to find this anywhere else." I'm like, "Yeah, I probably will, or maybe I won't." But either way, I'm not hanging out with you. That's a cool attitude, man. That's cool to hear that you had that uh, early on, especially you know, yeah, comparing it to like our what we're doing, you know, right. and different relationships we have with that's partners. That's nice and about stuff. It, about your show, Kip, is it's so entertaining. You know, you make it fun, you make it funny. Like I was just watching an episode, and you wore a damn chicken suit to the tree stand. Yeah, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to pull that dough off, man. Oh man, I was, I was, yeah, it was, it was bad. She, real, real tree, uh, it, it, it does work pretty, pretty well. Better than chicken soup. Better, better than chicken soup. Can confirm. Can confirm. <laughs> so when did you notice a point from the beginning 
you know, to I guess what I'm trying to get is was there a change in the success or popularity of your show when you were like, wow, things are different now? Was there ever like that turning point? Yeah, um, it all kind of it it all kind of came together really in year five, I think, because we, you know, my wife and I, it was a crazy up and down um, spiritual journey. It's it's funny how you go on the spiritual journeys when you're dirt poor and don't know, you think you've ruined your whole entire life. You tend to call out to God in those moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you tend to say like, oh man, this is not going well. I think I've just wasted the last five years of my life and we're probably going to be in debt forever and I'm going to ruin my kids. Like, like, I mean, you get into that mindset and I'll, I'll just be honest, man, we were, we were there because we bought in. We just went all in in the beginning, which was, you know, lots of people advised us not to. And we had a bunch of investors that we could have gone with or whatever. And we'd had hands in our pockets for the rest of our lives. If we'd have done that. So, right. you know, um, but year five, uh, I got, honestly, I got to give some credit to, um, you know, the show started to gain some popularity and year four, we actually, we broke even we weren't making any money, but we had, we had broke even in what we were spending. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like which, supporting itself at that point. Yeah. Like it, it just broke even. And then year five, we actually turned the first profit, but that was because we, um, and we got Ram as a title sponsor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, and, and at the time, um, we had been using some of Zach Brown's music, Zach Brown band and a, of his people under his label and he actually got us the meeting with ram that actually ended up landing us that sponsorship so and that was the first time we had a true you know true title sponsor yeah way to hit yeah. it big right out the gate yeah, yeah no title shit sponsor. A whammy <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean it it's uh i think that was our turning point for sure is, is we hit that um we hit that, you know, we actually turned a profit year. And then after that, and the momentum was there from year four, like I said, the popularity was there. And then we just, it was a lot easier to have conversations that year, the year five with, with sponsors. Cause you know, when you're starting anything, especially in the sponsorship, you know, partnership game like that, they just say, basically, you're probably not going to make it. Call me in three years. If you're still in the industry is the, is yeah. the conversation <laughs> that, that a lot of people had with us, which I don't blame them. I'm, I'm the same way, you know, like, yeah, we I got that something to put up, you know, to get put out. Yeah. So that's right. But yeah, that's interesting, man. So that's cool that to hear that. I always wondered that with like successful shows or people that are you know considered a personality, that there was a changing point, or if you just started going to Bass Pro and people were like, "Hey, you're that oh, dude yeah. from Red Arrow," you know? <laughs> yeah, five seasons is a long well, time to struggle. It, it's. Uh, I was having a lot of conversations with people at my local grocery store. And the conversation kind of went, and not everybody, but you'd run into somebody you knew from back in the day, and they'd be like, "Hey, man, you still messing with that hunting crap or what?" You know, like <laughs> it was like it was a joke, like I was just playing, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and, and for you know, year one, two, and three, you kind of, <laughs> yeah, I'm still messing with it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then then you land, uh, you know, you land a couple good sponsors, and now you're making a living you kind of hold your head up a little bit more and you say, yep, still messing with it. You don't say anything different, but you're like, yeah, I'm still messing with hunting crap. And then the same <laughs> dude will come back to you six months later and be like, oh man, I saw you on Sunday night. Oh, you're on outdoor channel, blah, blah, blah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's like the best. That's like the best, uh, pull up the grocery store in a brand new truck. too. Yeah. Yeah. Check out, <laughs> yeah. check out some Rams. Yeah. <laughs> brand, brand new truck, same cheap, cheap beer. <laughs> yep. All right. 
That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's like the biggest like uh, it's a humble brag at that point because yeah. you didn't have to do anything. He just saw it and realized. And you're like, I yeah. got you finally. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then, then they come. Hey man, you you ever want to come hunt at my place, man? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's like that I'm meme good. you see online. It's like, hey, dude, we should hunt together, and it's got Pinocchio. Yeah, yeah for sure, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll see you guys there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give him the old happy Gilmore, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's like, cool, yeah, definitely. That's funny, man. Uh, yeah, but no, I mean, that, that character, it's funny how that personality type is the same across like 20 different people I've run into, but, it, you know, they're they're always – they, they switch real quick because they're, they're ready to lay the I told you so boots into you and then all of a sudden it's kind of like oh dang man oh dang he's actually <laughs> doing something with this shit yeah that's cool I like, I like to see their face like when they finally see you on TV like the first time they saw you it's like oh shit I know that guy <laughs> well isn't it do you have this experience Kip do you feel that a lot of the local people are kind of the first there's a lot of local supporters of course you know but those are the first mm-hmm. people to doubt you and hate on you oh yeah well I mean absolutely man it's just like if you get up and speak at your old high school, at least I, you know, or, or at your church or somewhere where everybody watched you grow up, I'm far more nervous. I could, I could go to, you know, Yankee stadium and speak to like a million strangers and, and not be nervous at all. But if I get in front of people that just, you know, think of you as oh, there's a little snot nose Kip Campbell over there. That <laughs> he's still messing with that hunting crap or whatever it is, you know, like, yeah, it's like the prejudgment <laughs> weight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it it, it definitely is. Yeah, that's definitely interesting. It's like I, a walk hard. You're never gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm I was just already. I was just curious with that because you know, I mean, we're no Red Arrow, but I, I feel that way too. Like are the biggest doubters of what we're doing with our brand, they're local people. You mm-hmm. know, they're people oh. that already have like a prejudgment on us or think they know this or know like the behind the scenes stuff where in our biggest supporters are people we've never met that we will meet at a show or at a bow shoot. And then we're like, yep. we end up being like really good friends with those people, you know, cause they're not, they oh, don't have this absolutely. prejudgment on us. Absolutely, man. Like my, my dad's a retired police officer. And once he retired, he just, he stays at the old home place out there on the farm and he doesn't, he doesn't get out a whole lot. <clears throat> and, uh, it was hilarious because I took him to Montana. So obviously we stopped at a lot of gas stations along the way. Yeah. And, uh, he was, he was blown away. He, I mean, I got more of a kick out of it just watching him freak out about people, you know, asking for an autograph or whatever it is. Um, and, and it was just crazy because it blew his mind. That's my dad. You know, he knows I'm on TV. He knows we got all these sponsors and whatever else, but seeing it out in the, out in the public just blew his mind. It was really funny to watch. That's really cool. That's a cool story to hear. That, yeah, it is. I was hoping to get something like that out of the, asking you those questions, you know. And um, yeah. I mean, do you ever – and this – I know the answer, I think, to this, but I'm curious to see. Like, do you ever get tired of getting stopped? Or, like, do you ever stop and just realize, like, man, I could be working – I could be a coal miner instead of doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, does it ever hit you that you're living – I mean, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to like fluff you up, but you, you kind of you see what I'm getting at here a little bit. You're no, living I, what most no, people dream about. I'm living the dream, man. No, no doubt about it, man. It's uh, you know, I, I think I'll I'll never get tired of, of talking to people and people that appreciate what you do because there's gonna come a day it's gonna happen to everybody where nobody's gonna care. Yeah, right. and I, you know when that time's gonna come, I don't know. Um, hopefully, I'll have stepped aside before then and passed the company to somebody else, but um one of my kids or whoever wants to take it over. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, you gotta be, you gotta be humble and realize I, I if anything, 
go the other direction. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like kind of, I, I, I have to be careful of getting too down on myself. Like I, you know, who am I to all this stuff? And I, I constantly think, um, it's a real easy pitfall for me to get into to constantly think how much better we could be doing, or if we'd have made this decision or that or that. And, and, yeah. and you, you tend not to sort of look around and appreciate the moment when you get like that. And I've tried to, especially in the last year, I've really, um, I appreciate it a lot. Slow, slow down enough to appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool to hear, man. Because that that's mindset keeps advice, you motivated yeah. to keep doing bigger stuff and mm-hmm. keep grinding and yeah. all that stuff. Because, and I and I don't know if you want to talk about the whole like the Lyme disease situation. If you, I would like oh, to, yeah. but if you don't want it, I completely understand no, I, too. I'll talk. I'll talk about any of it, man. It, yeah, because, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to go into it, because it. I mean, you you were. You still are hot, but you were in the prime of hotness from my perspective, right? Of like popularity yeah. Oh, yeah. and success and all that. Well, in Lyme disease, yeah, I think everyone needs to kind of know about it and yeah, you know, be familiar a, with it. It's been a it's been a weird, uh, not just because of twenty twenty, but it's been a weird couple of years for us, just because for sort of a unknown amount of time, I had had limes in my system, and the way the way the way it affects your, your body is, is it can run, especially we're running up and down the road. I'm not exactly living right or taking care of myself on the road. I'm just thinking, you know, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll freaking sleep when I'm dead or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I was living that kind of lifestyle and then got the Lyme disease somewhere along the way. And it reactivated mono in my system from when I got mono back in high school or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, which all of a sudden, you know, then I, that's when I actually noticed it. It actually probably saved my life because the limes was attacking different systems in my body. One of them was my adrenal glands. And I was having uh, heart palpitations. I got rushed to the emergency room twice in an ambulance because I thought I was having a heart attack. Um, I don't even know if I've ever told anybody that before outside of, like, friends and family. But anyway, it, it, it um, you do this scared me. I mean, I, you, you think about, you know, and I, it it actually really screwed me up mentally. So all that happened over the course of two years and we decided to take that year off the road. But even once I got back on the road, I was messed up in the head from that, man. I I mean, I, I told my, I told my kids and my wife goodbye, basically. I mean, I told my wife, this is it. I love you. I'm, I'm gone. You know what I mean? Jesus, and uh, and that and that happened twice. But I was sure I was. I mean, if I don't know if anybody there has ever had the experience where, you, at least in your mind, you're 100 percent convinced you're going to die. Wow, no, I've never been there, man. Never had it. Never. That's never. insane. Yeah, my my suggestion would be to start seeking God before that happens. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it kind of feels like you slept in and didn't study for a test when you try to figure it all out in like 10 seconds. You're like, well, I'm dying. Uh, hey, Lord, uh, I know like for the last 10 years we've had kind of an on and off again relationship, but I'd really like to make amends right now before I die in the next five minutes if you if that'd be okay. You know, like right. just, just start circling there's the answers. No worse, <laughs> there's no worse feeling than that, man. So, yeah, um, Damn, especially with all the craziness in 2020, that might be something that, you know, to might need about. to cross people's minds. Yeah before before it, it gets on you because uh, everything else is just procrastinating because we're all heading to the same place you know we're all heading to the same end eventually whether you're you know whether it's tomorrow or when we're 95 yeah mm-hmm. 
But uh, anyway, that's sort of the stuff that got me thinking about along with once I got on the other side of it and I got to, you're not going to believe it, man. I mean, I could, I could take you through all the, the 10 miracles that happened during that period of time, but it, we'd be here for nine podcasts, but it was, it was an incredible, horrible, terrifying two years of my life that completely changed my life forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll never, I'll never ever be the same. And, um, in, in a good way, um, yeah. you know, it helped put things in perspective and, um, but yeah, believe it or not. So that sounds horrible. So if you think about it, my immune system was completely shot. I had Lyme disease, reactivated mono. I was having heart palpitations that were making me jump out of bed at night thinking I was having a heart attack. Man, uh, I ended up getting on like all this different medicine for, for, you know, as precautions because they didn't know what was going on with me. Um, I spent a year going to doctors to and, and trying to figure out hey, what in the hell is, you know, what's wrong with me? I'm dying. What is going on? Mm-hmm. And then finally, um, through a whole lot of blood work and tests and all this stuff, we finally started getting some answers. <clears throat> and, dude, I'm thinking I'm at minimum going to find out that I've got some weird disorder, <laughs> right. some horrible, you know, I, well, I can't, I can't imagine. Well, yeah, when you, when you don't know, I, I'm sure just everything runs through your mind. Well, dude, and I, I had like months at a time where they did blood work and it's like, I'll have the results in three or four weeks. Damn, three or oh, four shit. weeks. Like, yeah. I don't got that long, I mean, like, man. <laughs> like, dude, I'm on WebMD they, freaking myself out yeah. every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was doing basically. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, but at first it, it, it bred a whole bunch of anxiety and fear and all this stuff and uncertainty and everything. But then it actually got me motivated, um, to, to, you know, like I said, take, take a closer look and, and, um, and not actually only seek after God when I was in trouble. Cause that was my pattern. The whole entire life was just, you know, not, I'm, I'm painting myself in a, with a bad brush here, but I mean, just, I, everyone I can relate think, to what you're saying. I think, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think I think everybody's like that. Everybody, like every single Billy Graham's like that. But you know, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, every, yeah. everybody that's ever walked the earth is when you get in trouble. That's when you when you start trying right. to figure things out. And yeah, for sure. But um, but you know, and not that uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. So this is <laughs> probably boring everybody to death. But it, no, it's, man. Uh, well, it's, it's something uh, that it, people it, it, that. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's something that, you know, all of us spend so much time in the woods and this is something that can happen. You know, it sounds like yours was even a little worse because of the mono deal, but it's a serious thing. Yeah. I hunted with a guy who got Lyme's disease. He had it before um, I started hunting with him. He said he was sick for years. I think he was sick nonstop for five years, he said, and it was like having the hard flu every single day. Wow. Here's here's something that'll freak you out even more. Um, it's there's a hundred and some different strains of it, and they can affect they can affect people differently. So, like in other words, you know, you might get it, and it, it might just mess your stomach up, and I might get it, and it, it messes my adrenal glands up, and I start having heart palpitations and all this craziness, you know. So, mm-hmm. the problem is it gets misdiagnosed so often because your average doctor is not well versed in in that type of thing and he just says oh heart palpitations here's this kind of horrible medicine that'll destroy your liver and kill your kidneys merry christmas you know i mean that's yeah yeah that, good that's luck. basically what yeah good luck with <laughs> so my my thing is 
treat a tick like a rattlesnake. And then if you do get something going on where you can't figure out what's wrong with you, you are 100% responsible for your own health. Don't, don't just bebop on into one doctor and have one opinion and think that they've got your, your best interest in mind. You need to do some, some research and some doctors for yourself. Cause that, you know, they're, they're just humans like us trying to figure everything out. So, so Man, if you go to like a specialist, and then, like, they finally figured it out, or yeah, a couple different, couple different ones, <laughs> uh, dude. I, I, uh, because the, the first person I went to, they basically said, yeah, you, they didn't even say definitively what I had. You probably got this, you probably got this thing, and it's uh, it's probably just it's probably just genetic. And so here, take this medicine that's horrible and toxic. And I was like, nah, I ain't taking this stuff. Yeah. Ne- next, and so we found the doctor. The next doctor goes total opposite total 180 from what this guy said oh you can't tell if it's genetic it's probably not even that let's do some blood tests and i was like holy crap thank you you know yeah (laughs) that's scary well dude i'm telling you it 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 psychologically that experience of week to week these weird things were happening where i would feel sick i'd have these heart palpitations i would have uh the heart palpitations started causing panic attacks because i would i would i would think i was dying like in the middle of the night, I wake up in a cold sweat and think I was dying. It was horrible, man. Damn, and uh, dude. I've never told anybody this extent outside of my friends and family, but but it it seriously was just terrifying for a, a solid year. And so the easy part was killing the Lyme disease with medication and some other treatments. That was the easy part. The hard part was psychologically climbing out of the hole it created in my life from all the the uncertainty and you think you're gonna die and there's all this well not to mention you probably thought like your career was over and everything all like when all that stuff's going on well yeah and and just trying to plan all that stuff out yeah for two for for two years think about this for two yeah two solid years i would be and, and, and i faked it on tv man i just totally faked it but every hunting camp i went to i was inside i was like I can't be here. I have to leave. This is horrible. Like I was, I was having horrible anxiety because I'm like, I'd rather die at home with my family. I don't want to die out in some, you know, jerk water Montana. Yeah, like, you got right, that in the right. back of your mind while you're hunting, oh, man, trying to produce that adds a, show. a whole another layer of complication sh- on that. Yeah. Well, and then try to smile and shake a sponsor's hand and act like everything's <laughs> yeah. okay, and then go try to shoot at a deer straight, and, you know, at 50 yards. It was horrible. I can't believe I didn't gut shoot everything I shot at. Wow, I mean, man. I was uh, I was so tore up. Um, so that that's actually been the journey of the last, really, just the last several months or the last the last year is climbing out of that. Yeah, so how um, are you feeling still, now, man? With everything, like health wise, mentally. I mean, I don't go too deep, you know, but just, I mean, do you feel like you're on that fast track back to to being you? Oh, you yeah. know. Oh yeah, man, and and um, you know, it, it's it's brought me closer to my family. It's brought me closer to God. I feel. I dropped 55 pounds to start lifting weights again. Um, and, and there's, there's still, it's still a struggle with, you know, because of that, it, it throws that insert uncertainty piece in your life where it, it shook me up really bad. And even now I have to fight the tendency to go, Oh man, how am I going to go on the road? <laughs> what if this happens or what if that happens? And it's, it's just, um, you know, it, it's been a struggle, but yeah, I'm I'm feeling great now, man, and, and uh, I'm ready ready to get back after it. But um, and and here's here's the biggest kicker is like, right when all that happened, 
I think I think it honestly saved my life because if I if it wasn't for the getting the mono and starting to feel like crap, I wouldn't slow down, and who knows what could happen. I mean, if, if yeah, I didn't right. start taking care mm-hmm. of myself. So, but um, but no, man, I'm feeling great now. I, I got the doctor straightened me out and uh, got me on a diet, exercise, all my blood work. Um, I had another round of blood work last month and it came back like amazing awesome man good so uh, you're just a stallion now you're some badass now i am i am cock locked and ready to rock now (laughs) that's right uh, that's right so i was running around like freaking ricky bobby when he thought he was on fire there for a while save me tom cruise save me tom (laughs) cruise help me put the imaginary anxiety out like i didn't know what you know it was it was terrible man i don't know what to do with my hands hey, hey we would have been there trying to put out the imaginary fire for you just to help you mentally <laughs> I, you know what dude that inspired me i'm doing because we we started thinking and, and honestly it's just um it's just in the last few months no one's really known this either where i felt 100 percent normal for several months i kind of smiled and played like no yeah everything's going great with red arrow <laughs> and then i go breathe in a brown paper bag somewhere in the closet <laughs> we're fucking great and, uh, yeah no yeah sure you should invest with red arrow it should be here for a while super stable <laughs> we're not going anywhere yeah we're not going anywhere we're gonna take over the industry holy crap i'm gonna go throw up I'll see you <laughs> yeah go check out season 13 <laughs> but uh but yeah no it, it's been a struggle man but but i got you know i got plans to uh to keep growing it and make it keep making it fun i mean that's that's the whole thing i'm doing that skit by the way now that we that came up <laughs> i have to do it about <laughs> about uh imaginary fire well yeah you gotta do let's, it let's send you some working class bow hunter stuff and just low-key yeah. have something on just to relate it back to the episode oh, no 100 percent, man we can have whoever plays cal Naughton jr wearing a we'll uh, have, yeah we'll have all three of us hat. chasing you down <laughs> shake and bake baby <laughs> damn <laughs> Help me, David Blanton. Use your camouflage powers to cover up the anxiety. David Blanton. That's a friend right there. <laughs> Keep in my legs. Help me, Marvin Waffle House. <laughs> Ricky, you can help walk. Me ben Gordon. Ben, ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. <laughs> Marvin Waffle House, help me. That's awesome, man. Well, let's oh, let's go positive and let's talk about the upcoming season because it's right around the corner. I mean, for I think you know, talk about what's coming up. You know, what are you looking forward to the most, and then where everyone can watch and find Red Arrow if they don't already know. You know, just spinning it on, on a positive take. Yeah, man, absolutely. So uh, we we made the move to Pursuit Channel. I'm really excited. Uh, Pursuit's numbers, if anybody wants to check it out, are incredible. Um, we um, really excited about making that move because it frees us up to do a lot more create creative stuff like you really want to do a boat fishing series that's exclusively on youtube so we're putting that into works for maybe next spring and um we've got you know just opportunities like youtube and everything and and being able to digitally stream the shows where people can get access to it besides just on standard tv but mm-hmm. um you know we're really pumped about that but as far as this year we are kicking things off um, at the end of this month, it's 7J out in Wyoming with the Realtree guys, which has sort of become an annual thing. Very cool. But, uh, man, we got, I mean, we got really cool stuff lined up. I mean, Kansas, we got Oklahoma, Texas a few times. Um, doing a lot of hunting around here at the house because in the year off, man, it really kind of got me excited about hunting around here. And we've been food potting and growing some pretty, pretty good deer around the house. Very cool, man. That was, that was good. 
Yeah, uh, you guys are based, you know, out east. We're we're Illinois, Illinois and Iowa boys. Sorry, I'm the only Illinois yeah. host now. Um, <laughs> Iowa boys, and we have a really strong listening base in Pennsylvania, and, and there's just a ton of hunters out east. Oh yeah, a bunch so, of them. So I yeah. imagine you probably feel a lot of that love from the eastern hunters. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. I, would, I would assume that, but oh yeah, man, it's um and and you know we got a lot of PA fans, man. And and there's a reason for that. Is there's so much, you know, we feel like we always run into guys from Pennsylvania at Outfitters or, you know, I used to help out a guy on a charter boat and it would always be parties from Pennsylvania. And I feel like it's because they're so densely populated, but they have such a heavy, heavy hunting culture, you know, from, from that. But, um, yeah. you know, that's why they end up hunting all over the country. And But same thing with us, man. It's 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 high pressure and a lot of people hunting and some different sort of screwed up laws here and there, and it makes it it makes it tough. Sort of little fraternity of you know you grew up in the hunting suck. Just kind of kind of yeah. Why they relate? For sure, yeah. That's I I noticed that a lot. Like our all of our eastern hunter listeners are like the most hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, Wisconsin probably challenges some of those eastern states. It seems like people from Wisconsin are just yeah. jacked up. They're yeah. like they Wisconsin doesn't oh, yeah. mess around. Yeah, Wisconsin's the PA of the Midwest. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very uh, that's a very fitting enough. <laughs> I, I, I pulled that out of my ass and I was like, man, hopefully this <laughs> makes sense. And I kind of did, I guess. No, it does. I feel that. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite state to hunt? Oh man, probably just from sheer numbers and different variety, Texas. Oh really? Um, and, and and it's just because I don't ever have to worry. Like you know, you go to these big buck states like Kansas, and you worry like, oh man, if I hope one, you know, I got a week and I got this tag, and I hope one comes out that's big enough or whatever. In Texas, I'm just laying waste to anything that comes out. So, <laughs> you know, it, it just, it's, it's laid back. I would say for, you know, for big deer, Iowa consistently. I mean, we filmed so many Hell freaking yeah. 190s, one, 200, a couple 200 inches. And but Illinois is pretty good, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> not, not as good. He said Iowa first. But. Well, it's uh... – I need to find a spot in Illinois, man. I, I have lost all my contacts over the years in Illinois. I can talk to some people for you. I know some guys that run hunters, and uh, you know, we'll chat. I got uh, yeah. I got some stuff in mind for you. We got a guy. We do have a guy Hook. with some studs. Sounds good, man. Hook a brother up. We can talk. We can definitely talk. You might <laughs> have to. Uh, he's close enough to where we can podcast in camp, so you're gonna have our dumbasses there. So if you can put up with that, yeah. we'll put well, out, we'll, we'll put out your imaginary fire. <laughs> tell him I tell him I pay for my hunts too. It won't be any. Uh, won't be any year one of Red Arrow begging for a free hunt. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be willing to work with you for some publicity, or uh, but he probably didn't have to do that. Yeah, just drink but. a good whiskey and water with him. Probably just do it just fine. But that'd be good. Yeah, hey, it's amazing. It's amazing how far you can get getting permission on property with a handle of whiskey. But, you know, <laughs> oh, absolutely, that's not a lie either. You know, it's yeah. farmers appreciate that stuff because they're just used to guys taking advantage of them. You Especially, bring a case of beer by, they're like, "Holy yeah, shit!" Thirty rack oh, of Bush yeah, Light. Yeah. They're all excited. This guy means business. Yeah. Absolutely, especially this day and age, man. It's, if you're just if you're just friendly with somebody nowadays, people it, it shocks people stiff, you know. Isn't that weird? Now it's like it's really weird, man. The age of the freaking Karen. Everybody's so ready to be pissed. <laughs> Goddamn off, Karen! Know? Right. It, it is. That's very strange. I've only where I live now. We just moved to our new my new house. My studio's in the house, so we just moved here. We haven't even lived 
lived here a year, haven't had the studio here a year, but I'm like talking to my neighbors and being friendly. And I yeah. notice like it's catching them off guard. Well, most of them are <laughs> older, right? And I'm younger. So I think they're not used to younger people being friendly like that. And you have tattoos. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird because right. I have to like, there's a couple minute process of me explaining who I am and like, oh, I just wanted to introduce myself and that's it, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah. So it's yeah. like that awkward feel out process. Nobody does it anymore. It's like, what do you want, yeah. young buck? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, I mean, if you if you turn on the news, you, all you see is young people, uh, you know, beating cops with skateboards and burning down <laughs> City Hall. So I guess, you know. Well, yeah, that that it doesn't help that I'm like tattooed. I'm pr- I'm fairly tattooed, so I think fairly. people automatically. Well, I I don't know how to paint that picture, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're profiling. Well, see, that that trend is that trend is coming on too because it used to be if if you were sitting down in a restaurant, and a dude, uh, you know, a white dude walked in with a neck tattoo of a spider, you'd be like, oh man, huh? hang on, honey, let's get back to the car. Now you're just like, oh, he's. He's probably just a Democrat. <laughs> I'm def- well, I'm definitely not a Democrat, but I don't have a spider neck tattoo. But you should get yeah. one for sure. <laughs> now I might have to consider it. I'll, get, I'll just get a Fig Newton tattoo. <laughs> I can't see a thing, but I sure do love Fig Newton. <laughs> this tattoo is dangerous and inconvenient. <laughs> I'm going to start selling my neck. To sponsors that want to sponsor the podcast, we'll go after Fig Newton first. Go. I'll just get a scent crusher throat tattoo. Dan Drake's really, just throwing me cash. There you go. That'll work, man. <laughs> um, it, it could work. Um, that's actually a good piece of real estate. If you if you shave a mohawk in your head every hunting season, you could sell the left and right side of your head. Oh, that's a good idea. Bad yeah. thing is, I'd have to get it lasered off if it's, like it fell through or something. You know. That's true. You can just grow your hair back. At, you know, for Christmas. They, uh, they're pretty, they're pretty good at covering up. Just get the next sponsor. <laughs> yeah, it's all black. Just keeps growing. Yeah, how much does Red Arrow want to pay for a, my left side of my head? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'll, I'll talk to you about my gun company. We might want to buy the left side of your head. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably do it for you. You know, I got no. You know, at this point, tattoos are tattoos. Let's do it. You know, right. that's right, man. That's right. <laughs> well, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're back on the positive route, man. I, I do appreciate you talking about that. I didn't want to go down the dark rabbit hole, you know, especially if you didn't want to. But I do. Appreciate no, you kind of bringing that to light. There's, there's as like long a, as, y'all, as long as y'all come put the imaginary fire out if I need you to. Yeah. Oh, we got you, bud. <laughs> we got your back, man. Yeah, we're here for you. We that was an inside. That was an inside joke between just me and my wife and a couple of my buddies. Now, <laughs> now you and America are privy yeah. to. Now we got trade shows. We're like trying <laughs> to put the fire gonna, out on you. <laughs> I'm gonna be at a gas station in Iowa somewhere, and some dude's gonna be like, "You're not on fire, Ricky Bobby." <laughs> yeah. yeah, some dude in a working class bow hunter hat. You're just like, "Get away from me!" He's about to sock him. <laughs> yeah, get away from me, you drunk Midwestern bastard. Go get your slice of Casey's pizza and get the hell away from me. By the sock him, then you find out it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but hit this dude it's messed up yeah, well man i will let you get running i know you, you got a busy busy schedule you're trying to get uh you're trying to get red arrow back on track you know not that it was ever off track but yeah no i i'm trying to make it uh make red arrow great again so yeah it never fell off man i've been a fan for as long as i can remember and yep. you've been uh you've been the most refreshing thing since michael waddell yeah nice man for i sure. appreciate that dude. yeah he was actually one of the first conversations I had with any industry people was with Waddell and he was just amazing how helpful and, and like humble he was. It's always, you know, always been a supporter of what we do, you know? So, and now he's, he's a sponsor. I mean, if you look on our show, you they, they, 
they're our closed captioning sponsor every year. So yeah, that's a dream come true. I yeah, mean, he is true. the he's kind of like the king right now, and he he is man. Yeah, no doubt. We've we've podcasted with Michael a couple times, and we uh, we know Bone well, and we've had all those guys on, have them all on the show a couple times. But we gave him a yep. we gave him a bunch of hats and stuff. Just you know, I'm like, yeah, these guys get a million hats, they'll never do anything with it. You know, I'll never wear them. It'll go in the hat pile or, or the trash or the trash. And then he's like posting TikToks with our hat on. And like talking, like giving women advice, like, you know, don't be a bitch. And I'm like, damn, he's rocking our hat, you know, telling guys not to be a bitch. And then you got Nick Munt wearing our hat, talking about building the house. Building the house. And I'm like, man, this is nuts. Like the coolest dudes ever, you know, the childhood yeah. heroes wearing my brand. It's insane. That's it's same with me, man. I, Waddell, when, that, when he wears the freaking Turnham Red shirt or David Blanton or any of those guys, because they mentored me in the hunting industry. And I, you know, I got into the hunting industry because of watching their videos. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to see, to see stuff like that. It is cool, man. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast, dude. We really appreciate the hell out of you. And then uh, real quick, I mean, where can people find you if they don't already know? Uh, they can find me on Pursuit Channel. Um, our our main spot is uh, Mondays, 8.30 Eastern Standard, uh, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard. But we're also on tuesday wednesday thursday and sunday so damn <laughs> oh shit so pretty much every day of the week <laughs> so pretty much turn on the pursuit channel and we will be on there somewhere <laughs> um also we have every single episode ever made of red arrow uh, if you go to our red arrows youtube and like and subscribe hit the notification bell and you can see all our old content for 100 percent free so catch up on old seasons or whatever that's Very awesome cool. we'll link it all in the description if you somehow don't know how to work a computer but you're here on a podcast, so you know what you're doing. You made it this far. You can do That's it. Right. You got it in you. Well, thank you, Kip, so much, man. I enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully we can do this again. And uh, good luck to you this season, brother. Yes, sir. You guys keep it up. Appreciate it, man. All right, everyone. Thanks, Thanks for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.